Well, praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother J.W. Brand here at God's Whole Word. Amen. It's good to be with you. And uh, we are uh, just uh, glad to have been able to uh, celebrate this uh, weekend. Well, if you want to call it a celebration, uh, you know, it's uh, one of those uh, weekends that's right before the summer starts and everything. And um, we were able to take a little bit of time to uh, kind of rest from our vacation. And I know some people, y'all know what I'm talking about. You know you got to take a vacation from the vacation. And uh, we, we enjoyed our family coming and visiting. We really did. Um, but, you know, you get to running around and doing and, and everything and trying to entertain and all that, which is, uh, you know, the Lord said to be hospitable. That's what we're called uh, to do. And certainly... Uh, if if anything that we should do is be hospitable to everybody, including your family. And so we certainly want to do that. And, you know, uh, the thing of it is that whether you uh, your family is serving the Lord or not, you know, the Lord said he, he is uh, good uh, to even those that don't serve him. And if you're going to be called a servant of the Lord, you've got to do the same. You've got to uh, allow yourself to... Uh, fashion be fashioned after uh, the manner of the Lord and so uh, we we enjoyed that time and everything and and they went on back to where they live and all and so this past weekend we were able to uh, uh, I've been wanting to go to the beach and I love that uh, space and place there uh, you know where you just see this expanse of water and the waves and all and I I at one point I, I got up in that water and I Got out just a little ways. I didn't want to get too far because I, I get uh, a little bit, uh, I don't know what you call it, uh, a little nervous or whatever. I'm getting too far because them waves are pretty hefty and all. But I wanted to feel my feet on the ground underneath, you know. And I just I'd get out there and I said, I you know, started praying. And I said, Lord, please don't let me get stung by no jellyfish coming up because I can see these waves rocking. And I thought, well... It might be some jellyfish coming, and sure enough, somebody that wasn't very far from me got stung, and I, I felt so bad for them. And you could hear them screaming and going, "Oh, young young person!" And uh, but um, anyway, I, I got out there, and I was out there for a bit, and I started looking at the waves and started looking at the expanse of the water, and I began to talk to the Lord, and I said to Him, "I said, you know, Lord, it's just amazing to me that uh, you walked on this water." And, uh, you know, we should always be amazed at the power of God. We should, no matter whether or not uh, we, we understand the reason, we know that God can do anything. Amen. Hallelujah. God is able to do anything and perform any miracle. Uh, but that still should not amaze us. You know, I think about uh, when the apostle was thrown in jail and, uh, and, and the people of God were off in another area, and they were praying for him to be released. <laughs> and, uh, they, you know, they were in there just really sincerely, uh, God help him out and help him to get out and, uh, and to be released from the jail. And God sent an angel and uh, opened up the prison doors and, and, and let him out and, and all. And, and you know, uh, the, the thing of it is that, um, you know, when he showed up at the door and he'd knock on the door, 
And that little girl come to the door and said, well, now see my dog heard me knocking on this, my podcast desk here and told somebody at the door. That's why you hear the dog barking. Um, but um, anyway, uh, so um, hold on one second. Zelly, that's enough. Thank you for your guarding. All right. So, uh, you know, they came on uh, and knocked on the door. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> Should get to barking again. Uh, but um, somebody came to the door and they opened the door. Uh, the little girl opened the door and, and, and saw that the apostle was standing there and, and, and uh, shut the door. And ran and told the people, uh, he's at the door. And people were amazed and all. One thing led to another. You know, for, for a bit, it was like nobody really wanted to believe what was going on. And, and so it was that uh, they finally let him in rejoicing with what God had done. But those, the angel of the Lord brought him on out because the people were praying. But they became absolutely amazed, you know, that their prayer uh, actually was answered even though they were praying and believing it's not like they weren't believing but they were still astonished at God's power and that God uh, no doubt would uh, uh, another thing would be that they were astonished at the fact that God would even be willing and wanting to use human beings like us why would God uh, want to come down and use us those of us uh, you know as humans we uh, have failed God and we have uh, not been what we ought to be you know we've all sinned to come short of the glory of god as the word of god says and so uh you know when you really get to thinking about it and you think well lord why would you come down and use any of us why would you even want to have anything to do with us god because you are holy you are holy and we are not except that you have made us holy and that is the only reason why we would be because the lord jesus christ came and he made us holy and because God called uh, us holy, because his blood washed us clean, and because of our faith, we reached in and said, Lord, and opened up the door and said, Lord, come on up in here, Lord, in my soul, and I want you, Lord, to rule and reign inside of me, and I want you to uh, change me to be more like you, Lord, each and every day. And so... Uh, you know, the Lord wants to do that, but God's going to tell you. He said, be ye holy, for I am holy. In other words, God said, look, I made you holy, but you're going to have to get busy, you know, and walk in repentance and allow me to begin to work in you and change you to be more like me, more holy every day. Amen. And one of those things that we've been looking at, we've been studying in the book of Proverbs in chapter 6, verses 16 through 19, we find that God has got uh, a list here of seven things that he hates. Now, this is not an exhaustive list, as I've said before. But on verse 17, uh, we looked at the, uh, a proud look. That was the first thing we looked at, and we looked at that for a while. And now we're looking at a lying tongue. God hates a lying tongue, don't you know? I say God hates a lying tongue. Did you tell a lie today? I'm going to tell you what, if you think that your lie was just some little old lie, you know some people that say, well, uh, all I did was just 
tell a fib. No, a fib is a lie. You know, they like to change it up. You know, people changing all kinds of things nowadays and trying to say, well, uh, you know, trying to soften up sin. No sin. I don't care what it is, how big it is or how small it is, your sin is going to send you straight to hell and hell is going to be thrown in the lake of fire if you don't make your way to Jesus Christ and get right with him, repent of your sins and let the Lord work in your life and change you to be what you ought to be. And so the Lord is wanting us to get rid of that lying spit, get rid of that lying attitude, get rid of that lying tongue, get rid of that lying behavior. You know, there's some people, they say, well, all I did was just kind of fib about my age. Have you ever heard somebody tell you that? Well, you know, you just told a lie. You know, if you're fibbing about your age, you and, and like I said, you know, people like to use these softer words instead of saying well I lied about my age they want to say well I told a fib no you lied and you're on your way to hell you lied and you're on your way to hell and the reason why we know that is because the Bible says that the lake of fire is going to be full of people that lied amen we're going to see that today and so now if God hates a lying tongue and this, you know, this podcast, God's whole word, uh, we gear this towards those that you got a mind to want to serve him. You got a mind to want to live for God. Now, I know lately I have uh, said some things and been very honest about some things. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I told some people some things about my past and told some people about, uh, you know, those different types of things. We all have different things that we deal with in our life. And, uh, you know, and I noticed that as I begin to talk about those things and being honest, <laughs> I noticed that uh, there was less of those wanting to watch the podcast. Uh -huh. Or rather, not the podcast, excuse me, but wanting to look at uh, the eunuch preacher. Now, I haven't checked the podcast, but I have had somebody else checking it for me and say, well, yeah, they, they ain't nobody listening. But I, I saw, you know, because we have what's called the eunuch preacher, and it is a ministry, it is our uh, uh, place and space where people go. Um, you can go on to there, and you will... Um, I guess you can Google it, the eunuch preacher, but it's on the YouTube. And uh, we have our Sabbath worship service on Sabbath, on the Sabbath day, the Saturday. Uh, every Saturday, we have a worship service to the Lord, and um, we uh, endeavor uh, to make that a um, evangelical, if you will. When I say evangelical, you know, some people, they're not quite sure what I mean by that. But what I mean by it, and you can use that term however you're going to use it. I know some people use it uh, for means of, of uh, well, less than what it's meant to be or what should be. Uh, but uh, what I mean by that is evangelizing the lost, reaching for the lost. Now, you've got to understand, there's lost folks in this world, whether you won't believe that or not. 
You, you know, there's a lot of folks, and the reason why I say whether you want to believe it or not is because there's some people, they, they, they've got this idea that everybody's going to go to heaven. The Bible don't teach that lie. That in and of itself is a lie. Not everybody's going to go to heaven. And I'm going to tell you something. And when I say heaven, you know, wherever God is, uh, you know, wherever God is going to be. Because the Bible talks about the fact that uh, the Lord is going to rule and reign for a thousand years on, uh, here on this earth one day. And he said we're going to rule and reign with him. Those that uh, have served the Lord, they got a mind to walk with him. And so wherever God is, that's where we ought to want to be. But you ain't going to go to that new city. Mm -mm. You're not going to be in that city. If, you, if you're going to be a liar, if you're going to be one that decides in your mind, uh, well, I just tell a little fib now and then. Hmm. Well, I got news for you. God don't see it as a little fib. There's people that get on these uh, dating sites. Now, I've been, you know, I was praying before I got on this podcast today, and I said, Lord, I'm not, I'm not sure uh, if I should mention this particular thing, talking about dating, uh, dating sites and that kind of thing. Because there's a lot of folks that get up on those. And uh, a lot of folks that claim to be Christian that get up on those dating sites. So, you know, I want the Lord to give me the right words as I speak about this thing. As a matter of fact, before we go no further, uh, any further whatsoever, I'm going to take the time to talk to the Lord and ask the Lord to lead my lips and speak. Dear Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to come to you and to seek out your will. To seek out your word that's expressing your will and what you desire for our lives, each and every one of us. Not just a select few, but God, uh, each and every person that has got a mind to want to serve you, Lord, you've given us your word to direct us and to guide us and to lead us. And we have best to do just that. But Lord, we need your help. We need your guidance. We need that Holy Ghost to guide us and lead us into all truth as the word says. And so with that, Lord, I'm asking you, God, to guide my lips. I don't want to speak anything that displeases you. I don't want to speak anything that would harm or uh, cause harm uh, to anyone. And Lord, I want to speak those words that set people free from the bondage that Satan has put upon them, whatever that may be. And so, Lord, I pray, God, that you will send anointing power of the Holy Ghost upon my lips. And let me speak what is your word and what you desire for the people to hear. I need your help. I need your guidance. I need you, Lord, to put the words in my mouth that need to be said. And I pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the one that we bow to worship. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord, we pray. Amen. All right. And so, you know, there's um, a lot of folks, they use those dating sites. And I know that if I say certain things, because uh, people, you know, when they listen to uh, podcasts, and I know somebody... You know, they was checking my podcast. They didn't say, well, it don't look like anybody listening. 
they said, but there was there's been some people that have, uh, I guess, however you say it, they've signed up to to listen, and so I guess they'll get around to it. But um, you know, there's folks out there that they use those dating sites. A lot of folks, and a lot of folks that claim to be Christian. Now, I got my own thoughts and my own mind, and I guess that's how I ought to say that uh, uh, concerning those type of sites. And you say, well, Brother Pastor, they they got, uh, you know, dating sites for Christians and all that. I, I, I beg to differ. I honestly beg to differ because I have known of people personally in my life. I'm talking about people that I've actually known and sat down and talked with. I remember uh, some of them, and these are people that claim to be Christian. Now, when I say claim to be Christian, I'm not trying to be mean or hateful, but they say they follow the Lord Jesus Christ, so that's why I'm saying it that way. And I put that, um, I don't want to say disclaimer, but I put that out that way because there's some people that say they follow Jesus, and they really don't. And I'm not being mean or hateful. I'm not trying to judge nobody in a wrong way. Uh, but the Bible lets us to know through the mouth of Jesus himself. He said there are going to be some that they are going to say that they're Christian. They're going to say, Lord, Lord. And he's going to say, I don't know you. You're going to call on his name and he ain't going to know who you are. And the reason some are going to be in that predicament is because you were lying. And you kept lying, and you think that everything was fine here on this earth while you lived your life, and you thought it was no big deal you opening your mouth and telling what you called a fib. Well, I'm here to tell you, ain't no such thing as a little fib that God's going to ignore because that's not going to happen. Because the Bible says all liars, you're going to have your part in the lake of fire. Do you know that means you're going to end up in hell? If the Bible says that all liars are going to have their part in the lake of fire, the thing of it is that the word of God says hell is going to be thrown in the lake of fire. So you're going to go to hell first. You're going to be in hell. And who knows how long you're going to be in hell. Because the thing of it is, Jesus ain't come to rule and reign on this earth yet. Not in the physical form as he will. Right now, the Lord Jesus Christ rules and reigns in the hearts of those that are willing to put their faith in him and trust him, and obey him, and follow his commands. You ain't, you ain't going to tell Jesus one day, well, you know, Lord, uh, you know, I did this, and I did that, and you, you name off the things you did, and think that God is going to allow you to get away with your lying tongue. It ain't going to happen. Because the Lord said the reason why he didn't know them, you see, the reason why, he said, there are going to be those who say, Lord, Lord, and I'm going to tell them I don't know them. And he said, the reason why I'm going to tell them that is because uh, of the fact that they've got iniquity in their heart. You know what iniquity is, don't you? Sin. You say, well, they were never uh, anybody that served the Lord anyway. No, that's not what it says. See, you, you, you know, people like to tell those stories. They like to say those things. They hear it from preachers that uh, allow people to feel comfortable in their sin. If you've got a pastor, you've got a preacher, a teacher, whatever, <coughs> that is teaching you, <coughs> excuse me, to be comfortable in your sin, everybody under that ministry is going to go straight to hell. And I'm not being mean or hateful. I'm trying to give you a warning. You better get out of there. You better get away from anybody that's trying to make you feel comfortable about being in sin. Because those that lie 
and you feel comfortable about lying, you feel it's all right to lie, you're going to be in the lake of fire. And I, the reason why that God has put that word in the mouth of some preachers like myself and other preachers, not just myself, but other preachers also that talk about hell and they talk about the lake of fire and they talk about uh, the fact that you've got to repent and you've got to turn from your sin. They'll say, well, we all sin to come short of the glory. And they'll use that scripture and misinterpret what it's actually saying. What that was actually doing was identifying the fact that nobody except Jesus Christ, not nobody, only the Lord Jesus Christ was without sin. Nobody else is. So that's the reason why we need a sinless Savior, one that has no sin. And the only one that matches that is Jesus Christ. He's the only sinless one. Now, Jesus was 100% uh, flesh. He's 100% uh, God incarnated. Uh, uh, that God incarnate, uh, you know, is what Jesus was. God in uh, his spirit uh, being placed in that body that he fathered. That's what the Bible says. God fathered a body. Huh? The Bible says that the Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary. The Bible says there's only but one spirit. God's Spirit, the Holy Ghost Spirit, the Spirit of His Son. These are all one Spirit. Now, when it says the Spirit of His Son, it's talking about God's Spirit. You know, and some people, they misinterpret. And they say, oh, you witness people. You, you act like uh, the, uh, the, that the Son um, fathered Him on self. No, we're not, we're not foolish to think that. And that would mean that we don't believe in the Father. And that's not true. That's the furthest thing from the truth. We believe absolutely in the Father. And we believe that the Father is the one that fathered that body. And we beheld his glory as the only begotten Son. And God's Spirit dwelt inside of that body. And all the fullness of the Godhead, all of it, all of it, every bit of it. Colossians 2 and 9. Chapter 2, verse 9. All the fullness of the Godhead dwelt in Jesus bodily. And so, now, as we were saying, there's a lot of people that think that they can just uh, uh, use that very well, we've all sinned, come short of glory. And then they make themselves comfortable and think that they can just keep sinning and keep lying. Well, the Bible says those that lie, lie no more. Those that steal, steal no more. In other words, there better be a change come up in your life. And Jesus Christ is the only one that can make that change. And so do you have him down in your soul or not? Are you really walking with him or not? Are you willing to repent of your sin? Are you willing to let go of that line? Or have you gotten so comfortable with your line that it don't mean anything to you? You don't even think about it. And there are people like that. They get up on these dating sites and they will lie to people up one side and down the other. Oh, they'll tell you say, well, you you know from experience. No, I don't I've never been on a dating site like that. I've seen it and I've heard about it. But I I remember this one lady that I mentioned earlier, and uh, she had said that uh, and she wanted to justify why she was uh, going on these dating sites, you know, and she she had uh, you know was not married anymore. She had been married at one time and was divorced, and, and, and she says she's serving the Lord. And, um, you know, I got to talking to her later on about her divorce in and of itself, and I found out that her reason for divorce was not what Jesus said was okay. And you say, well, that's a whole nother issue. Well, it sure is, and Jesus talked about it, and we'll talk about that sometime because this is God's whole word. We, we're going to tell what Jesus said. 
We don't care what you think. It don't matter what you think. It don't matter what I think. It's what does the Lord say? What does our master, if Jesus is your master, what does your master say? You know, your master, uh, that means you're his, uh, you are his slave. You are uh, the one that is to be obedient to him. And I am a slave of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is my master. He is my Lord. And I have a responsibility to look at the guidebook that he's given us to guide us and lead us into all truth. And as you pray and ask the Lord, that spirit, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, God giving you his spirit, that spirit that the Lord gives you from him. I'm not talking about the spirit of the enemy. I'm talking about that Holy Ghost power that God has baptized you with straight out of heaven. Hallelujah. You got that Holy Ghost power, then God will take that spirit of his and lead you into all truth. You're not going to open up the Bible and you're not going to read, you know, where the Lord says he hates uh, a lying uh, tongue and then you're going to twist it and say well that don't include me lying about my age on that dating site and that don't that don't include me lying about uh you know this surprise birthday party and so on and i talked about that the other day uh i was telling somebody i said you know it's one thing you're going to you know you want to surprise people for a birthday and all that that's all fine and well but make sure that you don't uh go about lying in order to make that happen, you better figure out another way to do it than lying about it. Because some people have literally lied and they say, oh, well, we're going to go over here and we're going to do this and that. And they're lying through their teeth and they know they're lying. And they claim to be Christian. And you say, well, that ain't God will overlook that. No, that is not what the Bible says. You are lying to yourself. Why have you gotten so comfortable with lying that it don't mean nothing to you when God says he hates a lying tongue? Now, if God says he hates a lying tongue, who are you to change what God said he hates? You see? You see what I mean? And 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 so the people that get on these dating sites and and so this particular one now I don't know that she actually I don't think she lied about her age, uh, but but I made this point I wanted to bring this up because she was telling me she and she was only going on what she called the Christian dating sites, and in the Christian dating sites, inevitably. This happened to her three different times. She would meet up with somebody, some man that claimed to be Christian. And uh, one thing led to another. And she said before it was all over, the man was asking her for money. You see. And uh, he uh, had not told all the truth about everything. But she got herself, her feelings stirred up and all that. You ain't never met him yet. And you're still going on. And you made him on these sites. And, and, and you know, uh, these people are not stupid. They know how to pull the string, heart strings. You see. And they will claim to be Christian. And, uh, and that is why I am so um, against these things. You say, well, how are people going to meet? Well, I'm going to tell you what I told my children. And they didn't listen, and because they didn't listen, they ended up with all kinds of trouble. But I said, you know, I said, if you will trust the Lord, and you will walk with him with all of your heart and mind and soul. The Bible says that as you pray for the things that, uh, you know, not, not that you're going to consume upon your lust, things that you want to consume upon yourself for uh, the lust within your heart, but you're praying for God's will, and you're praying for God's guidance, and you're, you're praying 
for him to lead you into all truth and, and wanting uh, him to guide you in all of his ways. God, uh, and you you ask him for somebody, to give you somebody that's going to serve the Lord with all their heart. God is going to be willing to do that. But you know, some people, they have a hard time stretching their faith to that. And I've seen time and again where people refuse that counsel. They would not listen to that counsel. And because they did not listen to that counsel, they ended up with people who claimed to be, I've got a, a young lady in my mind right now, and I had explained to her uh, these very things. And uh, she was a woman that I was pastoring, and I, I explained this to her. And uh, she eventually, she wanted me to meet the person she had met uh, on, on a phone. And so I said, well, all right. And so I went on and I, and I, as he began to talk, I, something didn't sit right in my soul. And so I asked him a couple of questions. And as soon as I got those questions out of the way, I knew he wasn't right. And, uh, you know, I tried to explain uh, these things to people. And, uh, you know, you try to counsel with people. You try to uh, let people know, look, God is going to help you and God is going to lead you. You say, well, I can't imagine that if I don't put myself out there, da-da-da. Listen, those dating sites, I, I don't know and I'm not going to say because I haven't seen it on my own. All I've seen is what I've seen. So if there's some of y'all out there and you met and you're married, and they're just wonderful, and they're serving the Lord, and they're baptized with that Holy Ghost and fire, and they're living for the Lord, and you each are helping each other to grow in the Lord, and you've got love going out one direction and the other, and they are being faithful, and you're being faithful. Huh? Tell me now. Does all that stuff fit in there? Don't sit there and lie to yourself. Because God is going to provide those things for you. You say, well, have you seen that for yourself? Have you seen that in your life or other people? Say, yes, I certainly have. And so I'm telling you, God can work and do if you will put your faith and trust in him. But here's the other thing. You need to be around the people of God uh, that have got a mind to want to serve him. Amen. Not on these dating sites where people can hide behind there because that hiding caused people to lie. And how many uh, uh, of, uh, well, a lot of times it's, I've noticed it's young women, and it could be the men too, but I've noticed this more so with the women, uh, and only because I've counseled with different people. And uh, I've found that the percentage of women do this more than the percentage of men. And they're lying about their age when they get up on there. They say, oh, well, that's just a little lie. No, no, you don't understand. There's no such thing as a little lie. There is absolutely no such thing. God hates a lying tongue. That is, that is in the book of Proverbs, and it is chapter 6 and verse 17. If you look, it is the second thing on God's list. He hates a lying tongue. Now, why does God hate a lying tongue so much? Because the devil destroyed Everything that was originally uh, there that God had created. You know, you got mom and daddy in, uh, in the garden. I'm talking about Adam and Eve. I call mom and daddy in the garden. But you got them in the garden. Adam comes first. And, and Adam walks with God. And, and, and he sees all that God has created and all of that. And then God sees uh, that Adam is alone, and so he creates a helpmate for him. And, and they uh, see the glory of God, and they see all the wonders of what God has done. And we're not talking about animals that have 
you know, the viciousness that so many of them have. You wouldn't have heard of no uh, dog attacks like you do now. I mean, it's see, uh, I, it seems like you see them more and more. And I believe that's true because the Bible says that men's hearts will wax worse and worse because the demonic powers that are let loose upon this earth as we get closer and closer to the coming of the Lord, you know that Satan is going to be stirred and he's going to be bothered and he's going to unleash all kinds of things which he's done. And so God don't want you lining up with that lying devil. Why would you want to line up with that lying devil? when he has caused and wreaked so much havoc upon this earth and and you know and and then tricking eve you know the bible says that adam was not the one that was deceived the bible tells you that but eve was the one that was deceived and so i i don't you know i know that a lot of times i say certain things about women and i know it upsets people because they say well you you stand against women no absolutely that is absolutely the furthest thing from the truth you're lying on me you understand? And you're going to deal with God. You better watch out. Because God don't want you lying on no preaching. I'm telling you right now, that is not true. That is not true about me. But what I will do is I'm going to tell you the truth. Now, the truth may hurt. You may not like to hear the truth. That may be true. But I do not have this the thing in me anywhere or say, uh, you know, anything that says, oh, uh, you just you just a woman hater or you you know, they got this word now. They use misogynist. I don't, uh, you know, it's just, they come up with all kinds of things. Now, I know that word's been around for a while, but I'm just saying, you know, they come up with all these kind of things when you're trying to tell people, look, this is what God's word says. And then what they will do is when you point to the fact that this is what God's word says, they will very quickly, and I'm, I'm seeing Christian, so-called Christians do this. And they'll say, well, you know, that's an old book. And, uh, uh, you know, some of those things, the way they were written, da-da-da-da-da, and they'll just start slamming the Word of God up one side and down the other. And the reason is because they don't understand the whole Word of God. They will pick and choose what you want, but you can't cherry-pick the Word of God. Do you understand me? You can't cherry-pick the Word of God. Now, some people say, well, what about you, preacher? You know, you, you talk about... Uh, being same-sex attracted and had that, uh, you know, where God told you to come out from among them and you, and you don't call yourself gay anymore and all that kind of thing. Now, I, I didn't say that I was not any longer same-sex attracted. That is something that I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and pleaded and begged God and begged God for years. And, and it's been there since I was young, very young. And uh, God finally spoke to me but because I was so desperate for God to just remove it. And the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you. And so I've had to accept the fact that my, uh, that my, my Lord has uh, got enough grace sufficient for me in all that he calls uh, for us, you know, to be and, and all of that. And uh, uh, God allowed me to live the life. And, and you know, and I, I, I know a lot of folks, uh, they say the same thing. You know, well, how come God allowed this in my life? And how come God allowed that? You know, I, I used to do that when I was younger and I didn't. You know, I really didn't understand how to uh, navigate through those things because I didn't have uh, the, the right kind of teachers for a while. And you say, well, uh, you know, you, you said you were baptized with the Holy Ghost when you were 16. I was. I was baptized with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking out of the tongues when I was 16. And uh, the, the church that I was going to, uh, they, you know, they were good people. I will say that. But uh, good people ain't going to get it all done. You're going to have to follow the word of God all the way. And so the Lord 
allowed me to be there for a period of time. And like I said, I was 16. And so uh, there come a point when we were taken from our home uh, and placed into foster care. And so therefore, I was no longer able to attend uh, that church. And, and I did learn some things. I did learn some things there that were um, a blessing to me that I was able to carry through. But where I lived, uh, we lived so far out in the country, and the foster parents that we had, they didn't go to church, they didn't attend church, and all of that. And so, uh, you know, I, I had to just uh, uh, do with what I had and understanding. And I had a Bible with me. I had taken a Bible with me because when I was baptized with the Holy Ghost as a teenager, and it was such a wonderful experience to me. And I, I would study the Word of God and still did so. But I had no, no pastor, no leading, and no family uh, there that were uh, of a mind to do those things, you know. So there was this period of time that uh, there was uh, just, a, it's almost like you can call it a wilderness where you're walking through, there's nobody to guide you spiritually. You know that you were baptized with the Holy Ghost, you remember these things, and you're reading the Word of God and you're trying to uh, do your best with what you are understanding from what you read. And, and you know, when you're a teenager and you're trying to read the these and the thous and the thuses and all that, it can be rather uh, daunting. It can be rather difficult difficult in not having a teacher that can help you guide and so god has provided everything for the church the bible says so he's provided everything for life and godliness and one of the things that god has given us in his word is he's given us a very direct word that lying is not approved of god and it doesn't matter he did not say a lying tongue except for those little lies he didn't say that he hates a lying tongue now with that said uh, we're gonna we're gonna go over the book of Revelation because we really got to get this uh, down in our heart and our soul because uh, listen I don't want you uh, being thrown in the lake of fire. You say, well, I'm I'm not gonna be thrown in the lake of fire. I got faith in Jesus. You got faith in Jesus and you still lying. You haven't repented of your lying. Don't tell me you ain't gonna be in the lake of fire. That's not what the Bible says. Because Jesus said himself, there are going to be people who said, uh, I did this in your name and I did that. You can sit there and say all you want, up one side and down the other. I got faith in Jesus. Look at the book of James. He, he said, can faith alone save you? If you don't have works of faith, uh, you don't really have faith at all. Not like the Bible talks about. You may have faith in word, but you don't have faith in deed. You see, and the devil... Uh, you know, you look at the book of James and you find that the devil believes too. Well, that don't make you any different than the devil. It don't make you not one bit of difference, a bit of different uh, between you and the devil if you say, oh, I believe in Jesus. Well, so does the devil. There's no difference there. You're just like the devil. You, you, there's no difference between you and the devil. The only way that there's a difference is if you've got works of faith. Works of faith that truly identify the fact that you really have faith down. Hallelujah! Thank you. That you really have faith down in your soul. Now, if you ain't got works of faith, your faith is dead. Do you understand that? Do you know the Bible talks about the congregation of the dead? Where do you think they're going? Hmm? You see, there's a lot of preachers that have lied to a lot of people, and it's really sad. And, and if you have got preachers that are making you feel comfortable and you don't have a problem. I know of somebody right now, and I'm not going to say their name, but I know them personally. And no, they do not attend our ministry. But they go to a church 
And I know from the things that have come out of their mouth. That's why I'm getting ready to say what I'm getting ready to say. I know because of the things that they've said about their church. And that preacher, that pastor of theirs, allows people to feel comfortable in their sin. Now, that's not the words that that person said. What they said was, well, we don't talk about really the need to uh, repent. We don't really uh, tell people that, you know, that they've got to allow the Lord to change. We just let the Holy Ghost do that. Well, that's not what the Bible teaches. It says, how shall they hear without a preacher? So you either going to, you know, because the Lord, he, he says in his word, he's, he told the devil. See, this is the thing. You got to understand. He told the devil, he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Every word. Do you know what that means? It means every word. Jesus ain't playing. If he told the devil that you got to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, do you think it means something different? No, it doesn't mean something different. The Lord meant exactly what he said. You, you have got to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so if the Bible says, how shall they hear without a preacher? That's exactly what it means. And there's many more verses to go with it. That's not You can't just take one verse and make a doctrine out of it. I'm not, I, I've taught that myself. And certainly through the word of God. Because, you know, it, that's where people get themselves into a lot of trouble. But um, that's the reason why you got them snake handling churches. Because, you know, they take one or two verses and they twist it up and misinterpret it. And so you got to be careful about those things because you put people in danger. Well, you might put them physically in danger by being foolish enough to do such a foolish thing as that, or put them foolishly in danger, put them in danger with the foolish words that, oh, well, we don't, we don't teach them, you know, about the need to turn from their sin. We don't, we don't talk about sin, and we don't uh, teach about repentance i know of a very prominent preacher right here in the houston area and he's made those words uh declared to everybody i well i don't you know people know they got sin so i don't i don't i don't talk to them about it well that's not what the bible teaches do you think these real words are written here for for just to, to have sitting on the shelf somewhere to get dusted up no, the Bible is very clear that preachers, pastors, teachers, the fivefold ministry, you know, uh, that they are to utilize the Word of God and teaching people and guiding them in the Word of God. And, and you, you are instructed over and over and over to teach people to repent of their sins and turn from their wicked ways. And lying is not godly. Do you understand that? Telling a lie is not godly. You say, well, I, I, you know, I just shaved off about five years of, of my age. That's all I did. It doesn't matter. You lied. You're a liar. And, and, and you say, well, then there's no hope for me. Well, why not? You're just going to keep lying? You ain't got a mind to stop lying? Well, I can't stop lying. Well, why not? Why can't you stop lying? What's the problem? I'll tell you, one of the reasons why you may not be able to stop lying is because you never allowed yourself to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire because you're sitting under a ministry that probably teaches that there is no such thing. Well, I got news for you. People are still being baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. Hallelujah. And uh, you need that Holy Ghost to help you out. Amen. 
You want strength and power to overcome that lying tongue of yours? You need that Holy Ghost power to help you get on through. Amen. And so let's go to the book of Revelation. Let's see what the word of God says. Now, the book of Revelation, if you don't know, uh, John the Revelator, also known as the John the Beloved, you know, the, the disciple that Jesus loved. Well, you know, John is thrown on this Isle of Patmos and, and he's thrown there to die and all that and they're just going to let him starve to death there and just leave him set there. But you know, it was the plan of the Lord because uh, Jesus came to him and spoke to him and gave him this revelation. And this uh, is a re uh, this book uh, here within the 66 books of our word uh, is given an, a parallel to the book of Daniel if you don't know that. You can find so many... Uh, parallels right along with it. You can read the book of Daniel and read the book of Revelation side by side. And uh, and and so many hundreds and hundreds of years between the two, it's an astounding uh, feat. But with the Lord, anything is possible. And so it is uh, that it came about. But um, so, you know, when the Lord is speaking and talking and, and, and John is being carried away uh, by an angel. Uh, you, before it even gets to, to this point, the Lord is speaking and he, and he lets uh, John to know. He said, look, I want you to write these things down. We're gonna, you're going to see and you're going to experience, you're going to hear, and I want you to go tell the churches. And so you've got uh, the Lord giving certain words to, uh, you know, some people say, oh, well, it's uh, different dispensations of the church and all this kind of stuff. Look, I'm not getting into all that theological stuff about it. The flat out bottom line is this. And, and don't think I can't sit there uh, and, and, and not discuss the theological issues of those things concerning, uh, you know, the different dispensations of the church and so on and so forth. I, my point is this. You know, number one, stop making the Word of God so difficult for people that, you know, you get to talking in your high and mighty words, huh? trying to make yourself look so uh, holy, ed educated in such a holy way <coughs> that you speak in such a way people don't even understand what you're saying. You, you try to make it look like you're holier than thou. You better quit that stuff. You better stop that. Because the Apostle Paul, he, he said, I'm a Jew to the Jew and a Greek to the Greek. You know, you are you are you so stuck on yourself that you can't, you better watch that pride because there is spiritual pride. You better watch that. And so let's, let's come down a few notches. Let's come down the ladder a little bit, huh? Now, the Lord talked to John and he said, I want you to take these words and I want you to, uh, express them and talk to the church and let the church know uh, the things that need to be dealt with within the church. And and so when you get to looking at the whole scripture that is uh, given to John through the revelation that, that the Lord is going to give him, you find that the Lord has mentioned more than one time, what did the Bible say? Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. But more than one time, you see the Lord mentioning this issue of lying. He, he's not like avoiding the issue at all. And the reason is because this is serious business. God means business when he says he, he hates a lying tongue. He means that. Now, let's look at the book of Revelation, verse uh, chapter 21 of the book of Revelation. And verse 8, it says, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable... 
and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars. All liars. That means not one liar is left out. That means your little white lie that you think you can get away with or your little fib that you think you can get away with does not fit because he says all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. You're not going to get out of it. And so uh, the point is what? Well, the point is you better quit your lying. You better make up your mind that you're going to have to stop that line. You say, well, I, 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 just, I just can't stop. I just can't help myself. Well, I, you know, I, I believe that that can be true for some people as far as not being able to stop lying. There's some people that have gotten so far into it and they've gotten so used to it and it's become a way of life. But I'm going to tell you something. When you repent of your sins and you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, the Lord is promising that he will give that Holy Ghost power to each and every person and the Holy Ghost will give you the power and the anointing to overcome that lying tongue of yours. Amen. <clears throat> and so now that's what it says in verse 8. If y'all go down in the same chapter, now I'm not going to read the whole thing, but uh, chapter 21 where we were and you go from verses 9 through 26 it's talking about the new Jerusalem it's talking about that city where, where all the nations of those that are saved are, are going to be able to go in and out of I mean tell me now when I say out of that don't mean you know you're going to be able to just uh, well I'm in heaven and I'm not in heaven I'm in heaven I'm not no 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 you know, if, if you study the Word of God, you find that uh, the new Jerusalem eventually is going to come down and, and meet the new earth. I mean, it's an astounding thing when you really begin to study all of the great and wonderful things that God has for us, uh, planned for us. But uh, if you will read uh, Revelation 21, verses 9 through 26, you're going to see all of the... the definitions of heaven when i say definition that's not really the right word but you're going to see this place this city where god wants all the nations of those that are saved to be the bible tells you that it talks about those things because if you read in verse 24 it says and the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it and so uh, this is the mind of God. God wants us to be able to see this city and, and all that. But you ain't going if you're going to be a liar. You're not going. No, you're not. You're not ever going to. You say, well, I'll just sit on the sidelines. No, you won't. You're going to be in hell. And then hell's going to be thrown in the lake of fire and you're going to be burning forever. Now, I, listen, when I talk like this, and I've said this to people, and I'm going to say it again and again and again. Because when I get to preaching and I get on this podcast, which is another form of, of, of preaching, it's a, uh, or, or teaching, if you will. When the Lord allows a preacher or teacher to get in the mode that God has placed them, if you are a real 
pastor, preacher, teacher, whatever God's called. And when I say real, because there's a lot of hypocrites out there, and they do it for money, and they do it for uh, power and all other kind of reasons. But listen, if you got your mind made up that you, you really are going to obey the Lord and, and allow Him to, to use you, to utilize you in the position that God has called you to, a real bona fide uh, preacher, pastor, teacher, evangelist, they are going to be willing to preach the whole word of God. And, you know, you may struggle sometime when God tells you to teach and preach certain things. And I certainly went through that because I said, Lord, okay, look where I came from. Look where you pulled me out of. Lord, nobody going to want to listen to me. Ain't nobody going to want to listen to somebody that says they came from, you know, that you called me out of the uh, gay agenda and so forth. Nobody going to want to hear me. They're not going to want to listen. And, you know, and I, I you know, like I said, they, somebody told me the other day, they said, well, there didn't seem to be anybody listening on the podcast, but there seems to be people who have signed up for it. I know that's not the right word. I'm not tech savvy, but anyway, I guess people have signed up for the podcast or whatever. Uh, but anyway, and when I went to look at <clears throat> the eunuch preacher, which is a eunuch, it's our ministry, the eunuch preacher ministries is what we uh, function through where we have our worship services and our Wednesday night Bible studies. We have our Sabbath worship services on Saturday and then on Wednesday night we have our Bible studies and we post those up. Well, when I was looking at some of the views that were had, um, I noticed for a while there was views and then all of a sudden it just went to zero. And I thought, yeah, I know why. Because I remember that I began to talk about certain things afterwards and, and people get upset. They don't they don't want to hear certain things. And and some people were just like, No, I ain't listen to that. I don't want to hear that. And the Lord told me it when he called me to do what he's called me to do. He said, I don't want you to be afraid of their faces. I want you to preach what I told you to preach. And I want you to teach what I told you to teach. And that is my word. Unadulterated. Give the word 100% the way that it is that people may know the truth. And so that is what we do here at uh, God's Whole Word. You know, this podcast, God's Whole Word, I, I don't want to leave nothing out. I, I want to give you the whole word of God, and I'm going to let you know now. You can't play around with this thing lying. you you got to quit that. And, I, you know, the thing that uh, I said to the Lord so many times, I said, Lord, the way you want me to preach and the way that you're calling me to teach, uh, you know, because some people, you know, they hear me preaching and they hear me teaching, and, and some people have made, I've literally had people come up to me uh, at the pulpit after church when I was up in Washington pastoring a church, and I've had people literally come up to the pulpit after church. And I had st still been down at the altar praying with folks, and I had uh, people come up to me and literally said to me right there, right after I got to preach, and said, why do you have to preach like that? Well, because, and I told them, I said, because the Lord told me to be obedient and to preach the truth. They said, but you're always preaching like that because that's what God called me to do. Now, here's the, here's the thing. I want you to understand something. 
And some people are going to say, well, that's being double-minded. No, I'm not being double-minded. I'm going to tell you like the Lord uh, explains it for all of us, every one of us. And that is, number one, you've got to be very firm where you stand with God. You've got to be very firm about believing the truth of God's Word. You absolutely cannot bend on that. To the point that when God calls, if you are called to preach or teach, okay, or evangelize, you can't give people a watered-down message. You're going to have to tell them the truth, and the truth is not going to feel good. They're not going to want to hear it. A lot of times they're not going to want to. But, but there are going to be those who are going to hear it okay can you imagine noah you know he he preached for what like a hundred years and no converts except for his family had to be very difficult jeremiah you know a prophet of god and 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 for 40 years preaching the same message and and trying to get uh the people of god to turn and repent and 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 little or no uh converts at all can you imagine 40 that would be so frustrating you see but but God is going to have a witness, you see. God is going to have a witness of his word, irregardless of whether or not people are going to listen or not. There's going to be a witness of his word. And God is calling uh, you, maybe, as well as, as myself and others, maybe God is calling you to be a witness of his word, and, and maybe you've let fear get a hold of you. Did you not hear what verse 8 said in Revelation 21? He said the fearful. That's the first thing on the list. You're going to be in the lake of fire. You cannot let fear stop you from serving God with all of your heart like God calls you to do. And if that, uh, you know, and you say, well, you know, there's a lot of preachers that will say, oh, you don't have to preach like that. You can just preach a loving message in this. Listen, I agree 100% that we've got to be loving and kind. And that's what I was going to say. When I'm behind the pulpit, whether it be on this podcast and I'm behind this microphone, whether I'm uh, up uh, in our worship services or Wednesday night Bible study, when I'm behind that pulpit and I'm preaching, I'm going to give you what God's Word says. And it may not feel good. It may not sound like something you want to hear. But you see that all through the Word of God so many, many times. Jesus himself made people angry. He wasn't doing it to make them angry, but they got angry because they didn't like what they heard. And so I want to explain to you that, look, God is a balanced God. And so God is going to tell the preachers, the teachers, the pastors, those that he calls, he's going to say, look, I want you to go preach my word the way it's spoken. Don't try to water it down. Don't try to mamby-pamby around with it. No, tell it like it is, because that's what God wants done. And so I'm going to tell you, if you don't stop that line, you're going to go to hell. And if you don't understand the thing about hell, hell is going to be thrown in the lake of fire. That's what the Bible says. They're two different places. And the first place people are going to go, if they did not make it on the list to get to that city. You say, what list? The book of life. Read, read the whole book of uh, the, uh, not the whole book of Revelation. You'll probably exhaust yourself if you don't, if you haven't studied much of the Word of God. But read verses nine through twenty-six, and you're going to see uh, this amazing place. It's just an astounding place. And verse twenty-four it says, "The nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it." 
It can be an encouragement and, and, a, and a strength to you. But if you go to chapter 22 and you go down to, let's see, uh, verse 14, uh, the word of God says, Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have a right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. See? And then it tells you in verse 15, for without our dogs, without means that these are the ones that aren't in the city. Dogs. Now, we won't talk about that uh, for just a brief moment. Some people would say, what do you mean dogs? Well, if you look that up, it's talking about hound dogs. And there are people that are like hound dogs. And what that means is they're on the hunt. Have you ever seen an actual hound dog? I've seen actual hound dogs and how they function because I've, when I was very, very young, my grandfather, one of my grandfathers, sent me, took me hunting with him. And uh, those hound dogs, they're looking and they're, woo, 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 and they're going on, you know, searching out for uh, what is to be hunted. And those hounds, they, they, they follow that scent. But they are, uh, that's what this is talking about. And what I would encourage you to do, if you want more information on it, uh, we're going to be talking about this. Uh, this coming uh, Sabbath service, this next Sabbath service, uh, I'm going to be talking about this because uh, this last Sabbath service, this past Sabbath service, just this last Saturday, uh, we were, uh, the message was, are you going to hell? Are you going to hell? Are you going to be in the lake of fire? And so we've been talking about the things that is going to cause a person to go to hell, that is going to cause a person uh, to end up in the lake of fire. Now, this is not a message that people are going to be comfortable with. And I'm going to tell you this last message. You'll know it. You'll see it. Uh, it was in, um, let's see, in the month of May, close to the end of the month of May. I'm trying to remember exactly what the date was because today is the 30th, which is Tuesday. Monday would have been 29th. 28th was Sunday, so 27th. So the 27th of May. So you look that up, and it's a very long uh, service. Uh, we have our singing and our praying and preaching and the whole bit, but the message is quite long. But we go into a lot of detail about those that are going to be in the lake of fire, those that are going to hell. And, and, and you say, why would you preach that? Why would you? Why would I not? Why would preachers not preach it? Because you need to let them know, look, this Bible is giving us a list of those that are going to go to hell. They are going to the lake of fire. So God is going to put a fire down in the side of a mouth of a preacher or a teacher or an evangelist, a pastor, trying to teach people and get them to understand, look, you have got to turn around. You've got to repent of your sins. And if you don't, this is the list of all those that are going to go to hell. Or you're going to uh, go into hell and eventually hell is going to be thrown into the lake of fire there's no getting out of it once you make it to hell it is only a matter of time that hell is going to be thrown in the lake of fire you'll never get out never 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 not at all and so when you look at verse 15 it says those that are without are dogs and sorcerers that's people who uh actually this word sorcerers means those that do drugs and those that practice any type of uh any type at all, any type at all of any 
uh, any witchcraft whatsoever. You say, and sorcery, the, the easiest word translated is witchcraft, but that actually doesn't really do it justice because this includes anybody that does palm reading, anybody uh, that uh, does fortune telling, any of those type of things, that is in that list of sorcerers, as well as drugs. So those of you that are doing drugs, now I'm not talking about, you know, you might have to go to the doctor to get blood pressure medicine or, or something like that. We're, we're not talking about that. But uh, there are those drugs that are specifically used in order to cause people to be less than sober. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. And alcohol is a part of that because it makes you less than sober. The Bible tells you over and over that you've got to be sober. Why? You've got to be a, uh, uh, you know, aware of your surroundings, not just um, spiritually speaking in that sense. Yes, certainly uh, it is talking about being sober spiritually and, and really paying attention to your surroundings. But how can you do that if you refuse to listen to a preacher that's telling you, look, all liars are going to go to hell. Why is it you're shutting your ears and you don't want to listen? And, and so there has to be something that's causing you to be less than sober spiritually. But it can also mean in the physical sense too. How many people over and over have been to bars and, and, and many times, many, 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 many times, many times. I'm not saying every single time, but most of the time it is women that have gone to bars. You're sitting there drinking and somebody slips something in your drink. And then next thing you know, you wake up the next day. You don't even know what's happening. People, women have been raped. and But it has happened to some men too. Well, what were you doing in that barn? Why were you there? Because the devil has tricked you and you think that, oh, this is no big deal. This is no, well, we can go on with that too and talk about those things too. I ain't got time for that right now because we're talking about the liars. But let me tell you something. The devil's lied to you because, uh, you know, instead of you gathering with ungodly people that are going to be less than sober by the time they leave that bar, why don't you gather yourself up with the people of God that are going to, uh, you know, you want to feel the power of God and the wine of God's Spirit uh, drenching you and allowing the Spirit of God to overtake your soul and feel joy down in your soul. Hallelujah. And you can be drunk in the Spirit of God. Don't tell me that ain't real. The Holy Ghost lets us to know right there in the Word of God. If you look on uh, in chapter 2 of the book of Acts and you see all that happened on that day when God poured out His Spirit, there were people that came in there and was looking at this and watching these people that were speaking in tongues and they, even many of them, said, well, they're just drunk. Now, the reason why they said that is because the way they were acting and the way they were talking, the way they were behaving, nobody, don't sit there and tell that lie to yourself, nobody has ever got drunk and all of a sudden they start speaking another language that God gave you to speak. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Now, you might start speaking another language that you don't normally speak. You know, like some people get so drunk and they start telling things and or some people get to crying. Oh, I just love you. You're so wonderful. Or, or some people get to giggling and carrying on and, and, and just silliness. Now, I'm not saying giggling is silliness, but I mean they drunk out of their gourd and, and, and they, they can't... Uh, seem to function properly but see now you get full of that holy ghost power the wine of god's spirit when you're done praising the lord and worshiping god you ain't gonna have no hangover 
And see, that's the thing. The devil will lie, lie, lie to you. Oh, this is fun. Oh, we had a good time. And you're puking your brains out the next morning. And you're saying, no, don't make all that noise. My head hurts. You say, how do you know those things? Because I was there. All right. I'm not talking about now because God has called me out from among that type of a life. But I know what it's like to be so drunk and and, and, and end up with a hangover the next morning and, and just uh, not being able to even hardly walk to your car. You can't hardly see nothing. And, you, and, and you're saying things, you know, the next day or two you found out you were saying this, that, and the other. And it's like, no, I, I didn't say, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. You said this, this, and this. And so you might be saying things. You might be talking things in words that you don't normally say. But we're talking about something different. We're talking about the Spirit of God getting a hold of you. And, and God will get a hold of that tongue. And God will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. And you will begin to speak in another language that God himself is going to give to you. And, and it's such a mighty blessing. But I'm going to tell you the power of God. That Holy Ghost power, it can wipe that tongue clean. And get rid of that lying that you do. And you say, well, you know, I, I live under the grace of God, so God's grace will cover me. If you keep lying, you're lying to yourself. You're going to be one of those that's going to be standing before Jesus, like he said. There, you're going to be sitting there saying, well, you know, Lord, I believed your grace covered me, and I, I know I did this, and I did that, and that, and that, but you wouldn't repent. And the Lord's going to look at you and he's going to say exactly what he said he's going to say. Jesus don't say things just to say them. He said what he meant. He said, I'm going to tell them I don't know them. And the reason I'm going to do that is because of their iniquity. Because, you know, people can put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ and begin to walk with him. But... If you don't stay full of the Holy Ghost and walking in the Spirit of God, what begins to happen is you're going to start going backwards and you're going to start walking in your flesh. And that is going to lead you away from God. God don't change. He stays right where he's at. He does not change, but we are the ones that end up changing. And so maybe you got right. Maybe you were at a point where you were walking with the Lord with all your heart. And then you got tired. You say, well, I'm tired of this holiness stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. And I, I'm just going to, you know, the Lord will just forgive me. The Lord gives you direction to repent. If you choose not to repent, you can never blame the Lord. Because you've been given not only the direction to repent, which means to turn and go the other way, but you've also been given offer, offered to you from the Lord's mouth himself, because in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, he said, you shall receive power from on high. He's going to, he said to tarry there. He told the people to tarry because they were going to receive power. That has not changed. Now, you might have preachers that are telling you, oh, the Holy Ghost isn't being poured out any longer. That's a lie, too. That is actually a lie. Because people are still being, hallelujah, glory to God, glory to God, hallelujah. I have seen people myself with my own eyes. I've watched, I've watched people who were in gangs come down the altar and repent of their sin and be filled with the Holy Ghost and God turned their life around and changed them. Amen. And they literally became people of God. I mean, living for the Lord with all of their heart, mind, and soul. And you never would have thought that they would have been a gang member before. Never. I've seen, I've seen people that 
had emotional problems. I mean, severe emotional problems to a point. One young lady, she had her children taken away from her and she, because she was hearing voices and she, her children were being put to danger and all this. And, and somebody invited her to church. And that girl got baptized with the Holy Ghost and her whole life turned around. And she was staying full of the Holy Ghost. She was able to get her children back. Uh, God gave her a, a, a man right there in the church to marry her. And they had another child and God's just uh, blessed them. So uh, God can do anything. But you got to put yourself in the flow of the Spirit. You you got to go where the Spirit is moving. You know where they're going to teach you about those things, uh, or you can sit there and listen to preachers that are not telling you the truth. Now, do I think that they uh, are purposely telling people that it's not available anymore? I mean, because like the Southern Baptist Church, they they absolutely insist that the Holy Ghost is not being poured out any longer. That that's just a bunch of stirred up, drummed up feelings and emotions and i'm telling you right now it is not stirred up drummed up emotions people are actually being baptized with the holy ghost and you're being you're being uh taught by people that have not been baptized with the holy ghost so obviously they're going to teach you that because they've never been baptized with the holy ghost they don't know what it's like they don't have any uh, experience with it so they're going to sit there and they're going to teach you that lie and this is what satan wants he wants people to hear those lies this is the reason why god hates a lying tongue so much because it lines up with the work of satan satan absolutely wants us to feel comfortable with lying but the bible says here at the end of verse 15 in chapter 22 of the book of revelation it says uh, for outside of the city is what it's talking about. For without are dogs, sorcerers, whoremongers, that's a male uh, horse, um, prostitutes, male prostitutes, murderers, you know, that's not hard to understand, idolaters, those who uh, put anything, uh, if you put anything, I don't care who it is, it can be your husband, your children, your grandparents, your family, your job, uh, anything that comes before God. And you allow that to rule you instead of God and his word. That is an idol. So that makes you an idolater. And so he says, any of the dark sorcerers, whoremongers, murderers, idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. He gives two categories here now. Now, see, you've got to remember, you can't just take one verse. You've got to take the whole word of God, just like uh, the Lord told the devil. He said, man shall live by not by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So as you take the word of God as a whole, you're going to find that God says, look, there are those who love making lies. They love lying. There are people that love it. You say, oh, I don't believe that. Well, then you ain't met some people I've met because there are people that love doing it. No? Yeah? Have you ever heard people do this? And they'll say something, and then they'll say, they'll wait for a reaction with what they've said. And they just got through lying. And they'll wait for a reaction because it's such a, a thing that they're saying, and, and, and they see this reaction, and they go, nah, just kidding. No, you weren't. You were lying. And people do that, and they think it's funny. Oh, no, that's not funny. Because if you just got through telling somebody a lie and you're trying to get some kind of reaction out of them and then you wait for the reaction, you're, you're a deceiver. You're like Satan. You're like his little spawn. You're like his little baby boy or little baby girl that does that. Hmm? Now, I've seen men do that more than I've seen women do that. I have seen a few women do that, but I see it more out of, out of the mouth of a man doing that kind of thing. They'll tell something, and it's just a flat-out lie, and they're, they're doing it to get a reaction out of something. And once they see the reaction, they'll go, nah, just kidding. 
And some of these people, they claim to be Christians, so that's why they want to say, nah, just kidding. Oh, see, I cleaned it up. No, you didn't. You lied. You lied in the first place. You see? Well, I, I changed it up. No, it doesn't matter. You love to do this because you love the reaction. So the Lord says, even you, those that love to make a lie, you're going to be outside of the city. That's what that verse is talking about. You ain't going to that city. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. You're going to be on the outside. You know what the Bible means? It says where there's weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. Huh? Look up uh, pl the place of hell. There's weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. And then hell is going to be thrown in the lake of fire. All because you wanted to joke around with telling lies. All because you would not stop lying about your age. All because maybe you, you did even more than that. Maybe you've lied about your career. Oh, well, I did this and I did that. You know how many people lie on uh, uh, like job applications? You better quit that. Well, I'm just trying to make it you know, look better than it did. Well, then go do something else. Go get an education. Go do something you know, to make it better. You say, well, I ain't got time. Well, you got whatever time God gives you. You're still alive? Go do whatever it is that you got to do to build up your application if that's what you want to do. But don't sit there and lie because uh, eternity is forever. Your life is only for, you know, most people, they live, I mean, at max, what, 80, 90 years, some, maybe 100, a few. But when it's over, we're talking eternity. We're talking eternity. It will be forever. The lake of fire will continue to burn. Hell the Bible says the torment is forever. Now, and people don't like hearing that. Well, uh, who does? Who wants to hear it? But the thing is, you need to hear it because if you don't stop that lying, if you don't get serious with God, do you understand what I'm saying? Get yourself serious with God and stop playing with Him. Repent of that lying. You better quit that because those that are on the outside of the city are including those that love to lie. And the Bible says not just the ones that love to lie, but it also says in verse 15 of chapter 22 of the book of Revelation, those that make a lie. You know what it means to make a lie? It means you just told one. Don't try to lie to get out of whatever you think is going to stop some kind of trouble or whatever. Well, I'm just going to lie about it and then I'll repent. No, that's not the way of the Lord. You're fooling yourself. That's not repentance. Repentance is that you've had a change of heart. That you know that your lie has, your lying spirit, your lying behavior, your lying attitude is what put Jesus on the cross. Now, for me, I've lied too. I knew my lies or, or whatever else and the other things that I've done and, 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 and the way that I lived at one point, it nailed Jesus to the cross. Have you ever thought about that? That your lies actually nailed Jesus to the cross? Because all of our sin, every one of us and every lie that we've ever told has nailed Jesus to the cross. That's just one thing among others, you know? But we're talking about lying today. Why? Because the Bible is very clear. It keeps adding different things. Like if you look at, uh, if you look at verse 8, it doesn't mention the dogs like it does in verse in verse 8 of chapter 21. It doesn't have the list of dogs there. It doesn't say dogs. But if you look at chapter 22 in verse 15, it actually adds the dogs in there. And like I said, I would like to encourage you to look up 
the eunuch preacher. Uh, that it's spelt. Uh, the word eunuch is spelt capital E U N U C H. Eunuch, the eunuch preacher, and the words are separated. All three words, uh, the eunuch preacher. Uh, when you Google it up, and it's on YouTube. So, you know, you could find a way on YouTube to look up the eunuch preacher. Each of the uh, letters at the beginning of each of those words is capitalized, and then the rest is lowercase, the eunuch preacher. And then you can pull up, and you'll see, it'll say, um, and I've been changing it up. It may not say uh, the eunuch preacher on the list itself of all of our uh, services whether it be sabbath service or wednesday night service but it will tell you that on there it'll say this was sabbath worship service or it was a wednesday night bible study but what i started doing uh just as of just a few days ago uh i decided i'm going to put the title of the message so uh you'll see are you going to hell you'll see it listed there and and i would encourage you to listen i know that over three hours seems like a really long time but there's more there's singing and there's praying and lots of things going on in the worship service but um it, it is a long message i will grant you that and yes i i uh you know i've asked the lord to help me to kind of curb uh, that and slow it down a bit you know the bible says here there here a little and there a little but in this message there was such a uh pressing and especially this last week just such a pressing in my spirit to get the word out that people are going to go to hell and hell is going to be thrown in the lake of fire. You're not getting out of it. And that uh, this, this thing, these things that God hates, he wants us to understand the things that he hates so that we, we remove ourselves from them. Because God does not want us to continue with the things that he hates. And a lying tongue is one of those. God does not want us to continue to lie. You see? And, and, and the reason why God gives us these instructions, the reason why God puts it in the heart of, of, of certain ones to preach and teach and all of that and, and tell some of these things and put the fire of God in their mouth to teach is because God is trying to reach you because he loves you. And God puts that love in our hearts. That's the reason why we do it. We're not doing it to be mean. When you hear preachers and teachers and pastors talk this way, it's not because we're trying to be mean. Look, it, it, let me say this to you this way. There are people that know me, that have never listened to my preaching, that have never uh, heard my podcast or anything. They know it's there. I've told them, but none of them have squared away and 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 you know to listen to it or even go there. And I have my ideas as to why they don't, because they want to keep uh, that relationship that we have uh, on that. Um, kind level you see because a lot of folks they know me and uh my my son he was with me one day and he said dad you know a lot of people and you you know and sometimes i'll just start talking to people in store and when we walk out he said did you know that person i said no but the lord did i said so god puts a love in my heart for people but but there are people uh like the lady that cuts my hair you know, I, I she knows where I stand. You know, as far as some things, I don't get into all kind of detail. But she knows I'm a Pentecostal preacher. She knows I believe in holiness and that. And uh, and and who is she? Well, she's one that believes in talking to the dead. And I've been trying to encourage her and trying to talk to her about those things, but doing it very gently and very lovingly. And so, if you know me personally on a personal level. You know, some people hear my preaching and they think I'm just a mean, vindictive person or a hateful person. That's not true. 
I, I love people because people, you know, God put that love in my heart for people. And so I will love you and I will care for you. And when when we're on a personal level, as far as, you know, we may uh, be talking on the phone or we may, uh, you know, have lunch together or we may be, uh, you know, whatever the case may be, I'm going to be a kind and loving person to you because this is what the Lord calls us to do. But when I get in the pulpit, I'm going to have to do what God is telling me to do. And see, there's a reason why the apostles, they got thrown in the jail, uh, jail so many times. Uh, you know, they get up and they start preaching and talking about the word of God and, and, and the words of Jesus. Now, when you got to some of the religious folks, because their mind was geared towards uh, a certain way of thinking, and, and they certainly uh, did not want to accept Jesus Christ. And, and when you accept Jesus Christ, you accept all of his terms. And there are terms. Because the Lord makes it very clear. If, if you will study and see where the Lord Jesus Christ himself, he was um, uh, put to the test. He was in the wilderness and tempted of the devil uh, 40 days. And when he came out of that wilderness and he overcome the enemy... When he came out, it says he began to preach repentance for people to repent. So, you know, Jesus is not this picture-esque um, person that's like a candy man that everybody wants to look at, like he's just a sweet little candy man, and all he does is hand out sweets. That's not true. That is the furthest thing from the truth. Now, but because God is a balanced God, when, when you are called to preach teach pastor or whatever or just walking with the lord if you truly walk with the lord there may be a point in a time when you begin to witness to somebody and god may give you a word to explain to that person about hell or may you know uh may explain uh, end up explaining that person about uh, sin or whatever uh, you know being led of the holy ghost but I, I, I put it in the category of the ministry because the ministry is responsible, very clearly responsible responsible in the Word of God uh, to put all the Word of God out there. You cannot put out just a part of the Word of God. You've got to get the whole Word of God out there. And so in doing so, you're going to talk about repentance. You're going to talk about hell. You're going to talk about um, you know, the fact that, that you ain't going. If you're going to be a liar, you're not going. You're going to have to talk about the truth you're going to have to tell the truth you know when, when the bible says in deuteronomy 22 5 that man shall not put on that which pertaineth to a, a, a woman and a woman shouldn't put on that which pertaineth to a man i have a responsibility to teach that and you say oh no that's the old law no it's not oh no it's not you better look that up because let's let's make this real clear now it is in the old testament that's true but isn't adultery spoken of in the old testament too are you supposed to commit adultery? You know you're not supposed to. You know that. So don't sit there and try to twist this up just because something's in the Old Testament. The Bible made it very clear that Deuteronomy 22.5, it means exactly what it says. God hates it. It says it's an abomination. If you look at the words in verse 8 of chapter 21 of the book of Revelation, you find that the abominable is in that list, those that commit abomination. So a man cannot put on a woman's clothing and a woman cannot put on a man's clothing. But you've got preachers that are going to make people feel comfortable in doing that. They're lying to them. They're flat out lying to them. A woman's dress is very specific. A man's clothing is very specific. Uh, in, in whatever 
that you want to look at. And a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll start running their mouth about the robes that people wore in the Old Testament. And they don't even know what they're talking about. They have no idea the concept of the robe and what was going on. And they think that that was just the only clothing they had on was that robe. First of all, that was their, their bedding also. And they carried their bedding around. You, you've got mattresses. You don't know anything about that. You know, Jesus didn't have some mattress company delivering him a mattress. No. They all carried them on their backs. That's where. So wherever they were, they had their bedding with them if they were uh, going to end up lying down somewhere. You know, they didn't have, like, uh, bus transportation and taxi service and all these things. No. They, they walked everywhere they went. And so sometimes they may have been in places and spaces where, uh, and your bed was very important to you. Your, your, what covered you, that, that which was on the outer portion of you, that was very important to you because that was where you laid down. That way you had somewhere to lay. And you find this in the scripture. This is not, this is not something that's just twisted up and just made up. No. But people take that and they run with it saying, oh, they wore all the same thing. No, they did not. They absolutely did not. God is not a double-minded God. Okay? If God said a man should not put on that which a woman wears and a woman should not put on that which a man wears, God means what he says. Do you understand that? He ain't going to lie to you. God ain't going to lie to us. And he said it was an abomination. Why is God going to lie to you? He's not going to lie to you. You know who's lying to you? Your preacher's. And, and the reason they started lying to you is because women got to a place where they didn't want to wear uh, something. They wanted to start wearing pants. They wanted to start dressing up like a man. You see? And, and when you start preaching like that, it makes people mad. It makes them angry. But I can't sit there and not tell you. You say, well, that's the Old Testament. Like I said, so is adultery. Huh? You, you think you're supposed to commit adultery? It's in the Old Testament. Well, Jesus talked about it. Yes, he did. And he also said to the devil that we are to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Okay? This is not putting people under the law because it flat out said it was an abomination. Just like Leviticus chapter 18 and verse 22, which says man shall not lie with mankind as with womankind. You need to go find out what that means and you better obey it. Because God means what he says. Amen. God means what he says. And so, you, now, that doesn't mean that a person is not going to be same-sex attracted. That doesn't mean, no, there's a very specific word concerning that issue. And, and there, there is a, a certain thing that God is demanding not be done. It absolutely cannot. And God says it's an abomination. And so you've got a mind uh, to either obey him or you don't. But the thing of it is, if there's a preacher that's willing to listen to God and say, look, Lord, you're telling me to go preach to people and tell them, look, they've got to turn and they've got to repent. Okay? Now, I'm going to say something that's going to make people really upset when I say this. If Leviticus 18 and chapter 22 had been obeyed as it is instructed, okay? Because this is an instruction to men. Okay? This was an instruction to men that have sex with other men. If they had obeyed that scripture as it is written, if they had not participated in that sex act, are you hearing me? If they had not participated in that sex act, allowing that to happen in the manner that it did, 
Okay? And I can go into much more greater detail, which I am going to do. Uh, at one point, I am writing a book that uh, is going to give even more detail. But if men had not participated, the reason why it doesn't mention women, because men can't, women can't do what this is that this is talking about. It's not possible. So, but you can find the answer to this in the Word of God. And I know that there's a lot of preachers that know exactly what I'm talking about. You know that this is true. But the bottom line is, the Bible says that man shall not uh, lie with mankind as with womankind. There's this specific sect act. God is making it very clear. If, if men have been instructed and guided along and told, look, this is not right. This is an abomination. You've got to stop doing this then people would not have gotten AIDS. They would not have gotten HIV. You say, I don't like hearing that. I know you don't. Now, I say that because I've actually had uh, friends of mine uh, that I knew that contracted HIV and eventually died of AIDS. And had they understood that verse and obeyed it, they would never have, never have gotten HIV. It wouldn't have happened. And, you know, people, they want to take the word of God and they want to be able to accept Jesus. They want to accept his grace. They want to accept his love. They want to accept all those wonderful things that Jesus does offer. But what they don't want to hear is, I need to repent. But it's imperative that we repent. The Lord demands that we repent. And you have got to repent of your lying. Now, like I said, you know, there's some people that are lying and they don't even know they're lying. I've actually, I've actually seen people do this. And they're, they're flat out lying and they'll look you straight in the face and lie right to you. I've experienced it. I've seen it happen. And I knew they were lying. You say, well, how do you know? Because I knew the details and I knew what the situation was and I knew they were flat out lying to me. And they looked me straight in the eye and didn't bat an eye and just lied right to me. Now later... Because of their lie and because they lied to me, they eventually were caught in their lie and judgment came. Because there's going to be judgment one way or another. If you don't receive it here on this earth, you're going to receive it in the lake of fire. You're going to receive it in hell and you're going to receive it in the lake of fire because hell is going to be thrown in the lake of fire. It, it, and you know, it's not comfortable for preachers to have to preach this. Now, some preachers... It's almost as if they seem like they enjoy preaching about hell and hellfire. That's not true. Well, there may be a few that do, but for the most part, I don't believe that that's true, that they get enjoyment. You know, some people will hear me. Right now, I'm being very subdued in what I'm trying to say because I'm trying to get through to somebody. But if you will allow God to get a hold of your heart and to speak to you and to talk to you and you begin to read the word of God. 
allow yourself to literally give uh, all of your heart, your mind, your soul, your body over to the Lord Jesus Christ. And say, Lord, I'm willing to give everything to you. I'm willing to give up this lion. I'm willing to, 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 to give up anything that you are saying that I should, should do or not do. I'm willing to obey. But, you know, I want to say this. You're, you're not going to be able to know every single thing all at the same time, all at the same moment. God is going to take his time and teach you. And you, you know, there's things that I still learn. And I, I, I've been knowing the Lord since I was a kid. And so there is things that still today at my age, in, in my 60s, that I'm still learning as I read the Word of God. And it's like, wow, I, I, I never realized that that was there. And I never realized that the Lord uh, was, was, you know, asking that of us. But, you know, if your heart is soft towards the Lord and you're willing to be submissive to Him, God can work with that kind of heart. The kind of heart he can't work with is somebody that is so hard in their heart that they refuse, they absolutely refuse to listen to God. They absolutely refuse to listen to him. That's the kind of heart that God can't work with. Because you, you've made yourself so hard inside of your soul that God can't reach. So have you told so many lies that you don't even know which end is up? Do you know there's some people, have you ever heard of this where people lie and then they got to tell another lie to cover up that lie? And then those two lies have got to be covered up by another lie because they're trying to keep from people finding things out. So they keep switching and flipping and turning and telling one lie to cover up another lie to cover up another lie. Listen. That's a lifestyle of lying, too. And, and when you get to that place, you get to the place where you're believing your lies. And that's a scary place to be. You don't want to do that. And I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best, y'all, to try to reach into people that have a habit of lying, but not just have a habit of lying. You, you think there's no big deal to lie. Well, it is. Because you're going to go to the lake of fire, and you're going to burn forever, and there's no way out. And, and God loves you. He don't want you going there. But the Bible says that God prepared hell for uh, the devil and his angels. But he also says, if you look in the book of Revelation, you will find that those who are not in the book of life were thrown into the lake of fire as well. Why? Because you followed the enemy. You, you didn't want to turn around and follow the Savior. So with that said, I'm going to pray for folks. And then we're going to be going on. And uh, we'll be meeting with you all again. On Friday, if the Lord's willing, and um, and also if the Lord hadn't taken the church out of here, because I plan on uh, going with the Lord wherever he's at. And when that trumpet sounds, I'm going to be out of here. So with that said, let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to talk about your word and to talk about this thing about lying. Because the Lord has serious business. People that are lying, lying and making a lie, loving to lie, Lord, they're not going to make it to that city they're not going to be with you they're going to be lost and they're going to be thrown in hell and hell is going to be thrown in the lake of fire and they'll never get out and so lord i'm asking you god to have mercy upon them and be patient and long-suffering and all those things just as you were with me and god give them a conviction in their heart to to be uh, 
feel that 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 feeling of conviction to such a point and such a degree that they're willing to turn and repent to turn completely around and go towards you and stop with the lying stop with the deception Lord, help them because without your spirit, without your power, without your anointing, there's no way for us as humans to stop doing those things which are called sin. And Lord, lying is a sin. We know that it is and we've got to repent of it and turn and live in truth. Because Lord, you said you're the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody going to come to the Father but by you and through you. And so we can't uh, uh, allow ourselves to be uh, caught up in lies and and loving lying and making a lie and having a habit of lying and and uh, all those things. God, if there's anybody that's been listening that's just kind of fell by the wayside with this, and they just feel like they just they're caught up. Maybe they've been caught up in a lie lately, and it's just such a mess. And they're so afraid somebody gonna find something out because they've been so busy lying and covering up another lie and covering up another. God, help them. Help them. They need your help. They need your strength because they thought it was the way out. They thought it was the way uh, around whatever trouble they were avoiding. So I'm asking you, God, to give them the strength and the help that they need to be honest people, to make up their mind, Lord, I want to follow you. I want to love you and I want to care about you. And I, I don't want to be lying anymore, Lord. I want to just be set free from this because Lord is such a burden to carry lies on our shoulder. So, Lord, help help them, strengthen them, and encourage them, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So with that said, y'all have a wonderful, blessed day, wonderful, blessed week. May the Lord keep you. And so here we are. I'm out. 